Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hey, producer Joe. Hi. 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 Uh, you good to go? Yeah, let's roll. Let's do it, and let's do it well this time. Uh, I went five and two last week in our seven games. Yeah, uh, I mean, but when we include everything, I don't. I didn't know. Yeah. You, you uh, you went with. Manchester United and Arsenal under. under. It's the I first time that. you ever bet yeah. an under, and it lost. And then there was a yeah. four-team, and I don't know if it was a four. I guess it was a teaser. It was. I pushed one of the games, so I lost. Okay, what? Well, well, I had over I Big pushed, Twelve, I over SEC, Georgia. over Big Ten, and then I didn't. I don't know what the hell I did. I didn't type it in. I, I went over ACC, SEC, okay. Big Ten, and Big Twelve, and I pushed the Georgia one on the thirteenth. Got it. So I went. I went five and four total. Okay, and I then went, so I was three and four in the seven, and then one and four and one. So four, eight, and one. And again, lost my lock. And I'm just, I'm just horrified by the lock of the week performance. So for the Maggie O'Brien's picks of the week, 51 and 47. Yeah, you are, but six and eight on your locks, 47 and 51 I am, and five and nine on my locks. And I'm just, I couldn't be more perturbed. Uh, the one that I think we both felt best about, I think, uh, was Clemson Miami, and that was just the way it, it expected to be played out. We both would have won Ohio State with one half point, but that of course isn't the way the world works. Uh, and so the six and a half points that we were playing uh, was the difference with that half point. As Ohio State won by a half, we were both on Georgia. Or Ohio State won by six. So the half cost us. Uh, I certainly, from a football logic standpoint, was on Oklahoma, but I picked TCU because I had a weird feeling, just like I did in the Ohio State-Wisconsin over, and the weird feelings are clearly just off this year. Uh, you were on Patriots-Bills over a zero lock. That didn't hit. That was a really weird game. Uh, yeah. Super low scoring. And uh, and my play that I hit, in addition, Saints, I loved that game. Uh, God, what are the chances of the Broncos-Dolphins being high scoring? But it was. So that under didn't cover. The Giants-Raiders over didn't come close to covering. I needed to see one series to realize that wasn't going to happen. Buccaneers-Packers over didn't cover. That really hurt me on DraftKings because I had a lot of exposure to the receivers on that. And then Texans-Titans over did not cover, uh, I think, by like four or five points. 
Uh, and then I was plus seven with Memphis. Really liked that play and that the uh, pushed because of overtime. So there it is, picking and groaning, giving you inaccurate picks week after week after week. So maybe we will improve now. It's an entirely NFL slate. The only time I think we'll have this. Um, and we start with the uh, Eagles at the Rams. This is a premier game. Joe Buck uh, and Troy Aikman on the call. Uh, and the Rams are laying two and a half. Eagles coming off a loss in Seattle. Rams coming off a win in Arizona. Producer Joe, where are you? Uh, not only is this a premier game, but if you're going to look at the seven games we've got, there's actually good games this week. There's there's one game I think I threw in there that one of the teams isn't it doesn't have a shot at making the playoffs. But overall, a really good slate, at least potentially on matchups uh, on the NFL this week. I am going to take the team that will only they'll be on the road, but I do think I saw a tweet earlier this week that the Rams are preparing for something like 30,000 Eagles fans to make their way out to Los Angeles. Now, I don't know if the wildfires are going to push them away or yeah. what, but uh, it's something we talked about a couple of weeks ago that, that, that there is no real home field advantage there for the Rams because so many teams, I'd imagine it's kind of the same way for the Golden Knights in Las Vegas this year, where you've got, you know, fans of teams going someplace that they haven't been before, really. Um, so I, I, I like the Eagles. Um, I'm not wild about the Rams because I don't like them. I do think they're going to end up in the playoffs, which really kind of bothered me thinking about it the other day, that, you know what, they're, they're going to be a playoff team. Um, and it sucks. But uh, I, I will take the two-and-a-half points because I do like the Eagles this week. And uh, I, I think matchup-wise – offensively, they're going to be all right against uh, the Rams' defense. And I think their defense will do a decent job of shutting down the run and uh, then really putting a lot on Jared Goff. I am going to go with the Eagles and take the two-and-a-half as well. Uh, I think it's a good thing from the wagering perspective that the Eagles lost that game Mm -hmm. to the Seahawks. Uh, and uh, I anticipate the Eagles winning this game. I just think they're a better team. I'm still not sold on them. I might be saying this all the way through January. I don't think I will be. Uh, I'm just still not sold on the Rams. Uh, Seahawks at Jaguars, minus 2.5. Seattle having to play what would be a 10 or, I guess, 9 a.m. start for them. 10 a.m. start for them uh, in Jacksonville with a noon central kickoff. Jacksonville, minus 2.5. Uh, give me the Seahawks and give me the points and give me Russell Wilson and give me everything that they've got going on right now. I, I, I like the Seahawks. I would like to see them ending up winning the division uh, in the NFC West and at least make the Rams be a wild card team and have to go on the road. Um, I like the Seahawks. I realize that Jacksonville's got a really good defense. I get that. But I don't think their offense is going to be able to keep up with Seattle. And that's saying Seattle's probably going to score 24 points. And I don't think that Blake Borles and the Jags are going to be able to do it. I think Leonard Fournette gets shut down. And I really like getting the points on this one. Mike Davis is a factor. He actually has become a pretty effective back for Seattle, who hasn't had an effective back for a while. Uh, and that's something to keep an eye on if they give him the bulk of touches because he's still probably on a 75-25 split with McKissick. If you're going to get to the Jaguars, you're going to do it through the uh, the ground game. But the way the Seahawks have been moving the football in 2017, of course, is really with Russell Wilson ad-libbing and then just throwing to one of the receivers. So I'm curious how that will wind up playing. And I think from a daily fantasy standpoint, uh, you could wind up seeing a random Seattle receiver with a big game if this turns into a game where the Seahawks decide to 
to put up points. The thing is about the Seahawks, as I've said before, for over-under bet purposes, is they play to their opposition. And if the opposition's putting up points, then they rev it up. Otherwise, they grind. And so last week, once they started putting up points, they grinded and their defense kept the Eagles in check. I loved the over on that Eagles-Seahawks game, but once the Seahawks got up, that was going to change things drastically. I can't imagine the Jaguars getting up big because it's just not the way that the Jaguars really operate. I certainly could see the Jaguars winning. Um, So that's the game flow question on this thing. But the way I look at it is the Seahawks certainly could win it, and you have two and a half points to to work with. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks and the two and a half. So we are both in lockstep on our first two games. Raiders at Chiefs, minus four. Uh, Chiefs in Kansas City, minus four. I uh, at this point in time, I don't know how you can pick the Chiefs to to cover anything and and or win outright. And so, then the fact that they're going to lay four, Marcus Peters isn't playing. Their offense looks atrocious. Kareem Hunt has vanished from the face of the earth, um, and Andy Reid's still sticking by Alex Smith and not at least seeing maybe you know Patrick Mahomes was the guy that you thought maybe in the preseason could have won that job, and now the uh, that since the month of September has ended with the Chiefs. I, I, for the life of me, I don't know how you can lay the points, much less take them outright to win. And so just because the division sucks, and I think Chargers are ultimately going to win it, and I know we talked about that last week, but I have to go with the Raiders. I The thing I love about this, and I'll give a deep tease right now, it is, it, it's featured in my lock of the week, uh, is the total. Um, I am going to take... The Raiders as well, but it, it's tough to pick it. We're, we're having this conversation on Thursday. I think part of that is what what do you have with Amari Cooper? And Amari Cooper's status at this point is up in the air. You do have Crabtree back, but Cooper had his one big game this year against the Chiefs, as you made reference to uh, the, the fact that Peters won't be in there. So I, 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 I it's tough to pick it, but I still will take the Raiders and my main reason for it is Kansas City no longer has a ground game. Uh, for, and, I, and I don't know what happened to Kareem Hunt. Gabe Diarman was on the Ryan Kelly morning after, and I asked him just because I know he's a huge Chiefs fan. I said, what the hell happened to him? Because I'm all over him in DraftKings, and it's killing me. And he said he just looks slow now, whereas he was like the guy in September. He's now a major detriment. And so um, I don't know if they'll turn to Sharkhandrick West, but they can't run the ball. Um and I just expect both teams to just be throwing all over the place, and I think you're going to see a huge point total on this one. So uh, I will go with the Raiders as well in what I am hoping is a super high-scoring game um, in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Vikings minus three at Panthers. Vikings minus three at Panthers. I, I'm going to take the home dog, and I'll, I'll gladly take the three points with the Panthers. I realize that you don't necessarily know what you're going to get week to week. But uh, I, I will take the points. Um, and this is, this is a, a big game for the Panthers, too, to stay you know, in the race because they're not going to catch the Seahawks or catch the Saints, pardon me, I don't believe. And that to still, you know, the wild card race in the NFC, I think, is going to be really fun to watch over the last few weeks of the season. And it's a much more important game for them than it is the Vikings. And I'm going to go with the desperate team and take the points at home. I am going to go with the Vikings, so we finally will have one we differ on. Uh, reason being, in watching the Saints and Panthers last week, I think the, the Panthers have some issues at running back. Uh, I don't think either one are healthy. Uh, had a lot of Christian McCaffrey exposure, and so I was paying close attention to him, and I was stunned by 
how many carries Jonathan Stewart was getting until he got hurt. And my logic tells me that McCaffrey, who is questionable going into Sunday, is not even close to 100% because otherwise he'd be back there on uh, on the majority of snaps, especially against the Saints defense, which had struggled to defend uh, running backs on the pass. And, uh, and, and, the, and the Panthers not really having much to choose from at wide receiver and obviously no Greg Olson the last week. So that was odd to me. And, and, then, and then Stewart himself was pulled and got hurt, although he was put back into the game. So the point being, if the Panthers can't run the ball, then they're turning to trying to throw the football. One real receiving threat. Don't know what Olson's going to do yet. And Devin Funches. And he was shut down last week for the most part in New Orleans, and that was without Lattimore. So what would it be like this week against Xavier Rhodes, who absolutely smothered Julio Jones last week in Atlanta? Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, uh, I think that the game flow really benefits the Vikings, and they'll take control, and I would imagine they will grind it out and win a low-scoring game in Charlotte. So I will take the Vikings... Uh, minus three at Carolina Titans minus three at Cardinals. I guess this is the one team that isn't in the playoff mix. The Cardinals. Uh, yeah, this was the one game. Yeah, that that uh, of the matchups that we have that uh, is no is not uh, is not in the playoff mix. But I like the Cardinals, the team that's not in the playoff mix in this one. I don't think the Titans are very good. They just happen to play in a division that is the Jags are are decent. I get, but I don't think the Titans are very good. Um, so I will take uh, the Arizona Cardinals in this one, uh, playing for pride, uh, playing for, I guess, I don't even, like, that's it. They're playing for pride at this point. Um, and it's a team that's got a lot of questions in the offseason. But I, uh, I do like the Arizona Cardinals in this one just because I don't think Tennessee's very good. Uh, the Titans don't have much doing um, as far as uh, wide receiver options. Uh, I don't know what Matthew's status would be, and I don't know what will be going on with Adrian Peterson either, and plus Kerwin Williams got hurt, so then I don't know if you're turning to DJ Foster at this point for the Cardinals. Uh, the Titans' secondary gets labeled as being pretty inefficient, but they haven't been terrible uh, recently, and, and what Blaine Gabbert's been doing is just targeting Larry Fitzgerald over and over and over again. From that standpoint, the way that I think the Titans will actually wind up attacking is is with the combination of Murray and Henry. And once again, Henry broke off a huge run at the end of the game last week, kind of like he did in the Monday night game a month ago, uh, to make his stats look a lot better. And I think that's the route that the Titans will go, and I think they win this. I, the three points does feel like it could wind up being material in, in the outcome from a Las Vegas standpoint, but I will take the Titans, and I will lay... The three is the Titans are playing for that wonderful AFC South. Ravens at Steelers. Uh, this is the Sunday night game, and the Steelers are minus four and a half. I uh, this one always feels like it's close. You know, two rivals in the or the AFC North. Um, the Steelers dicked around last week and, and waited till late. Um, you know, there's. The four-and-a-half points scares me a little bit, but it feels like one of those games. And, and, and Antonio Brown, who knows what you're going to get. Um, it, I'm going with the Steelers, and it's the only favorite I'm picking this week. Um, and it's probably the, the one that I feel least sure of, of the, of the seven total games, because I do like my total um, or my, my lock. It's the one I feel less, least confident in. And the Ravens are a team that's fighting for the playoffs, too. 
But uh, I will roll with the Steelers in this one. Fascinating to see, and by fascinating, I mean, oh, that's there, uh, that the Ravens are in the mix because they're such a blah team. Uh-huh. But uh, they did put up some points last week against the Lions, and the Lions kind of made it, relatively speaking, interesting. Uh, at the end, after the Ravens had just picked up a bunch of points. But uh, Alex Collins doing a great job in the backfield for Baltimore. And then Jerry Macklin and Mike Wallace, two veterans, uh, performing pretty well also. So it's 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 a back and forth with those two. The Shazier factor uh, is something that I think is something you have to consider when you're analyzing this, and the fact that that's a key guy who won't be a part of this thing. Uh, you either, you also won't have Juju Smith-Schuster participating in the fun and games. Um, and so from that standpoint, I am going to take the Ravens and the four and a half. James Carlton jumped on board from the outset. Uh, James Carlton, uh, State Farm Insurance agent of the James Carlton Agency. And, and I bring this up because this, this is what it gets down to with insurance. You could go to, to, to damn near anybody, couldn't you? You got to get it. So it's not like I'm saying, hey, are you interested in hair transplants? This, this is something that you got to get. So why not give somebody who isn't just like a guy who loves the show? This is somebody who has built a business and has done so with incredible reviews and awards. So it's not like I'm recommending something where I'm kind of like, yeah, if you could give this person a call just because they're on board advertising. You can look it up yourself and see the success James and his team have had. He's a local guy right there in Webster Groves, and he has prided himself on customer service. Does he quote-unquote need to have the size of staff he has? I don't know. I think many insurance agents do it for a lot less, but he does it so that the customer service is second to none, and it separates him from everybody else. And that's the point I want to drive home. Support the sponsors. Give it a run. 314-961-4800. 314-961-4800. Just see. Just see. 90% of homeowners in Missouri escrow their premium with their mortgage and have no idea what they're paying or what they're covered for. Call James today to protect your biggest asset. In fact, go to his website right now and check him out at carltoninsurance.net. And then you, you search him on Facebook and it's like people are th- Google reviews. They're just like, this is an incredible experience. And I personally, I just am like, I don't know how you can get that excited about getting insurance. It must be pretty good. And that speaks to why James and his staff have had the success and the awards that they have had. James Carlton, State Farm Insurance, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Producer Joe, where are you going on your lock of the week? Uh, I am going the under of a total this week, and my lock of the week is the under of the Jets and Broncos, 42. I, uh, the, the, the Broncos' offense is terrible. The Jets' defense isn't terrible, but their offense doesn't really scare me. Um, so I feel comfortable laying the, the six touchdowns in this one and uh, or, or playing with the six touchdowns and going under that number. Yeah, the weird thing with the Jets is if the game gets high scoring, they can put up points, and you just don't think about mm-hmm. it because they're kind of a random group. Uh, three-headed monster at running back, and then Robbie Anderson, certainly not a household name. And uh, Jermaine Curse had a huge week last year, uh, last week against the Chiefs as McCown put up big numbers. Um, I wouldn't expect the Broncos to be able to put up points. I just don't know how they would. I mean, you have talented wide receivers, but there's nobody to throw them the ball. 
And C.J. Anderson uh, was effective on the ground last week, even though everybody talks about Devontae Booker in the Denver backfield. C.J. Anderson was the one who was moving the ball effectively for him against the Dolphins last week, but they fell behind by so much that it took the running game uh, out of the game flow. Uh, so I certainly, I would, I would subscribe to that one as well. Mine is the over on the Raiders and the Chiefs, as I made reference to. I just, because both, I, I don't think at this point, have a, an effective ground game, I think you're going to see throwing all the ball all over the place. And if that happens, uh, I like the chance of seeing a bunch of points. So 48 and a half to me. I feel like the Chiefs know that if they're going to win a game, that's what they have to do. They're like, all right, enough. We've tried it with Kareem Hunt. It was great in the first month of the season. We don't have it anymore. The weird thing is it's not like they have some kind of absurdly talented wide receiving core. They have two guys. Uh, but they're both damn good when you're talking about Hill and Kelsey. So from that standpoint, uh, I'm going to go over. Even if Cooper isn't playing, I still think you're going to see the Raiders and Chiefs just throw the ball over the place at Arrowhead. I'm And this is without knowing what the weather conditions will be like. If it's super windy, then I'm going to have to come off of that. But uh, Raiders and Chiefs over. Producer Joe, what else do you have? I'm looking forward to your soccer plays because I won't have anything to bet on on Saturday. With, uh, no, I'm not no playing, ball. No. I'm I'm not betting any soccer games Saturday morning. Say it ain't so. Uh, no, I'm not. But Sunday morning, you've got uh, the Merseyside Derby and the Manchester Derby back-to-back. And I am going to go over the three of Liverpool and Everton. That's the early game. And then I'm going to go under the uh, the two-and-a-half of United and City. Uh, that's the, I guess that would be a 10.30 start here, I believe. Um, that uh, those are my. You're going over plays. what? You're going over three on Liverpool and Everton, and over what or under? I'm going under under two and a half on United and City. All right. That no Paul Pogba for United. United is going to sit back and defend and attempt to counter, and it has all the makings of a one-one game, and I will feel comfortable with that. Liverpool can't defend. Uh, Everton have been scoring goals since Big Sam Allardyce took over. And it just has all the makings of going over in that game because Liverpool will score. They just can't defend. Any football plays in addition? American nope. football, of nope. course. I'm out. I, although I do like Navy minus three against Army, I'm not necessarily suggesting it, but it is one that's sitting there on Saturday for you that I do like Navy. You don't think that Spags is going to have a positive impact on the Giants and you're going to take those four points? The number started at six, and that's down to Dallas minus four. Uh, no, I do not think that uh, Steve Spagnolo could uh, motivate a group of you know peewee football players, mm. and mm. yet somehow, yet somehow he is still employed. And I know Charlie Marlowe uh, dislikes him more than I dislike him. And Spags and Reggie are in Spags the playoffs in our fan- they are uh, in the playoffs of our fantasy football league. And uh, so am I. I'm going to lose this week. I have a feeling to Justin. Isn't it, uh, isn't it a shame that a team as weak as yours is in the playoffs in the South Side Seaman really being the best team is not in there? Isn't that a shame? Uh, we were both six and seven. I believe I'm the loser of five straight at this point. You were, you were penalized and for the Aaron Rodgers injury. I was with Jordy Nelson and, uh, and uh, Devontae Adams. Adams. That, yep, that killed me. But how does the Southside Seaman with Drew Brees, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Delaney Walker, and Cooper Cup sit on the sidelines while a couple of teams this week participate in essentially a manual stimulation session? That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a manual stimulation session. 
I think those two teams would probably be my team and the non-gaze team because I think we're both six and seven and both got into the playoffs. Uh, Brendan Schaefer's both- team uh, is is Kareem Hunt dependent, and so he's been he's been scuffling a bit since Hunt has turned into uh, a middle of the road back. But he put up huge points earlier in the year because he had Hunt, and I think he might have Antonio Brown as well. But yeah, I mean, what a weird year to have because really now you look at the numbers. Breeze is just a guy because they've turned to the run game in New Orleans, and I don't blame them for it. I mean, hell, it works. Uh, and Julio Jones just he had that one huge game against the Buccaneers two weeks ago. And other than that, he's been kind of in the category of just a guy. Uh, I think he only had one touchdown going into that game where he had two against the Buccaneers. Amari Cooper has been terrible this year, minus that Thursday night game against the Chiefs. And Mike Evans is almost like a Ricky Prohl possession receiver for some reason. And, uh, God, watching Jameis Winston quarterback can be a really frustrating experience. Holy crap. So, yeah, uh-huh. the, south side, the south side seaman in a 14-team league to have that roster is on the outside looking in. And uh, and we I didn't make the playoffs in baseball. I didn't make the playoffs in football. And now I think I have to kind of look in the mirror. Uh, you know what? You know, baseball draft is not that far away. We've got uh, some rules changes. And hey, did our football league, I haven't paid attention. I think he did. Um, Who'd you talk, who are you so talking about? Doug. Did Doug make the playoffs? I believe he did. He did. I think the only team that didn't was me. Uh, Doug's going to be very pissy because at the beginning of the year, I didn't have reseeding uh, for the playoffs. And so the same way that he was pissy in baseball is the, poss- the possibility to upset him once again because I, I don't believe in necessarily changing rules once you get into the playoffs. Um that reseeding is is not turned on. It's just a bracket style tournament, and that's the way it plays out. So I do look forward to him being upset somehow, some way at the end of this week if he wins and he has to play. You know, if, if his competitor gets to play a weaker team and he, you know, whatever, um, because he'll retweet something political about it. I'm sure they're just trying to hold him down. Aren't you and Doug in lockstep on your politics? We are. You know what, like. I was talking about this over the weekend with a friend of mine um, that I, I believe that we have the same base necessarily that we believe in one way or another, but I think we've somehow some way um, and whether it's just because you see it on Twitter or, or whatever, but I don't know when it happened and I'm guessing it was sometime in September, or October of 2016. We began just identifying people based on where they vote. And it's just so stupid that, I've got my significant other and I could not be any different when it comes to our political ideology yet somehow, some way, five and a half years later, we're still able to have a functioning relationship with one another that we have such extremes and the people who talk about the time on Twitter or wherever, it really bothers me. And the people who tweet about politics, is that what you're making reference to? Yeah, and okay. they like this, and they retweet. Well, everybody, I, everybody does point out that they see Doug's likes, but I don't think I see anybody else's likes. And I and and and, and somebody actually called into the show about that, and I don't know why that is because I've actually had people text me about it who are bothered oh. by it, and I'm like, wow. first off, I don't operate the station. What Doug likes politically has nothing. I, I just, it's God bless him. I don't give a damn. I, I agree with him on some things. I don't agree. I don't know. I don't really. It doesn't. I don't even think about it. Uh, but it bothers some people because they see his likes and he likes some super conservative stuff and like, okay, then talk to Doug about it. What the hell's it got to do with me? But I don't know why his <laughs> settings are on so people uh, can see what he likes. I don't know either, but I'll be going through. It's really funny for me. A lot of times, like, 
day, I wake up on a Saturday morning and I'm just kind of going through my timeline and I'll see something and then in a, in a light gray on the little Twitter app, Doug Vaughn liked. Or t- and I'm like, oh gosh. And that's why I had fun with it last weekend. Uh, Charlie and I were arguing about the college football playoff or he called it a Yeah, were you, were you drunk playoff. on Saturday? No, no, I went to the gym at eight o'clock Saturday morning. I, I got drunk Saturday night. Yeah, well, that's Georgia. Okay. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't, I yeah. didn't think it was seven thirty in the morning. I, I'd pull you aside no. and have an intervention. But I'm talking about no Saturday night. No, Saturday, uh, Saturday night I was. Saturday morning I wasn't. Well, that's okay. when we were well, having the conversation Saturday morning right. um, about it. But no, no, I was just, I actually was probably just home from the gym at that point. Was watching soccer. United kicked off at eleven thirty. And uh, I don't believe I started drinking until about three fifteen or so, roughly just after the kickoff of the Georgia game. Yeah, yeah, you know, I smoked some ribs, and but no, I was just having fun with it. The cat invoked it and brought it up, said something about Doug, and it's like, nah, because I saw fifteen of them that morning, and then uh, you know, like <laughs> I don't you see can anybody else's their... likes. I mean, I guess you can click on it. Like people have yeah, said, oh, yeah. I like like porn stars' tweets, and don't get me wrong, I follow a large number of adult film stars. A lot are on mute, uh, yeah. But I don't like. I never click like. I, I would, I'd be happy to. It's not like I'm hiding anything. I think <laughs> the fact that I'm uh, a, a sexual deviant is is pretty much uh, on the record. But but uh, I, I don't click like. But I don't know why Doug's likes are like in people's feeds. I don't understand that. I, I don't either, but it, it appears there, yeah. and uh, you know. So, so either way, I you can, think he's going to be pissed at you when he loses this weekend? Yes. Okay. Good. Well, that'll no, be no, great. I'll look wins. forward to the show. On no, Monday. no, 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 no. He, he has to win for the pissed off to come into play. Because <laughs> if he see. loses, because if he loses, I mean, whatever. If he's the four seed, he automatically plays the five. Or if he's a three, he plays the six and the two. I don't know what seed he is. He's not one or two or seven or eight, though. I know that, and. Uh, so somewhere in the middle, he'll be upset because he's going to have to play a harder opponent, I'm sure. And uh, then he'll, if he does get the cash, he will once again struggle with getting paid, <laughs> although nobody else does. So, you know, you just come to expect it. When my grandma has problems with the computer, she has to call, and I have to walk her through it. Mm, that's a serious, and serious allegation. It is. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah let me let me give it. let me before 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 you go. Uh, I'm okay. going with these plays in addition, and maybe I can get. I mean, I'm just, I'm just so, I'm really, and I don't know why. Cause it's not like I'm betting on all these or even any of them. I guess I bet on, I did bet on Clemson, and I did bet. What else was going on? Oh, I bet on the over on Ohio State Wisconsin. Uh, but thank God I'm not betting on all these with this kind of performance. But uh, Green Bay, Cleveland, I like the Browns plus three. That's just like so ill-advised to have the Browns in any form of wagering, but. I do think the Josh Gordon factor is a positive, and, and Hunley's just really bad, and that's a shame for Packers fans. Uh, this this feels like a, such a public play, but I do think the Eagles and Rams are just going to put up a hell of a lot of points. So the over on that, which I think is 48.5, uh, let me make sure I say it here. Yeah, 48 uh, is a nice play. Uh, I think the over on Detroit and Buck, Tampa Bay, and that's not set yet, but I just expect that to be a shootout. So if it winds up being like 47 po- total points, I won't count it. Um, but the number isn't set. I just think it's going to be a super high-scoring game. And then also I love the uh, Panthers and Vikings under uh, for the reasons I gave earlier in the segment. And I'm also going to take the 49ers in, in three points against the Texans, which which feels kind of counterintuitive as well. I bet that's one that a lot of people would lose in Survivor Leagues. But uh, the 49ers, you know, I watch all these games because my DraftKings teams, 
And the 49ers looked a little different. Granted, they were playing the Bears, but Garoppolo does have a positive impact on that team, even though it's not like he put up sick numbers. But it's just that Texan secondary is so weak. So I'm going to take the uh, 49ers. I'm taking the Browns and the 49ers, essentially. That's, mm. what, that's, what, that's, what, that's where I am at now with my— Why don't you uh, get, yourself, get yourself a little money line parlay? God, yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. The uh, 49ers are plus 160, a little more value there. Uh, so there it is, uh, picking and groaning uh, live on podcast from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, Ryan Kelly uh, and the HomeLoanExpert.com team. Uh, producer Joe, I don't know if if you're buying a home. I know you just got one a couple of years ago. I don't know if you're yeah, about a year and year year and two months ago. I yeah, think, I'm sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't. Four, I, I you're, you're all right. Fourteen months ago. I don't know if you're looking to refinance. Uh, but uh, my God, Ryan Kelly. But you know, Ryan Kelly, he's the best in the business. Uh, and he's I, on, I do. He's the home loan expert. He's online at thehomeloanexpert.com. I sent my sister there. I don't hesitate to send anybody in the audience there. That's why his company continues to grow. It's the HomeLoanExpert.com. Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsors of the Tim McKernan Show here, uh, where we broadcast in the Kirkwood studios, picking and groaning. And I just really, I really want to get better. I mean, obviously I want to beat you. And I guess 52% against the spread isn't a bad number for you because the goal is to be mm-hmm. above 56, 55%. I'm just, I'm, it legitimately bothers me. Even if I only have like a little amount of money on my lock and I still, it bothers me how bad I am at my locks. I'm just, I'm, I'm truly trying. There was one week where we did it and I had to rush and I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'll pick this, I'll pick that. But th- th- I'm trying and I'm failing so badly and I'm just, I'm irritated. I want to be able to have the people tune into this and go, oh, Joe's on a heater. Tim's on a heater. I'll follow them. And then they start tweeting at us when we get picks wrong. People are so used to us getting picks wrong <laughs> that they don't even bother to troll us about it. Which well, is fun. That's nice. But still, you want to get to a point where people are like, fuck you. Nice pick on TCU. People are just like, of course it was wrong. You're always wrong. Either that or they're fading you and, and appreciate yeah, well, that might be happy. good. Yeah, fade the host. That's what we should be doing. Fade the host. All right, producer yeah. Joe, maybe we'll ship it this week. God bless. Check it later.